Hey everyone, welcome to this bonus episode of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes, thanks for joining me in this episode. It's uh, it's definitely been a, a whirlwind of a week and a half for myself and for my family. I've, I've just now finally had the chance to sit down and sort of digest everything and, and record an episode, so um, apologies for the delay on this. Obviously, the the big news right now is the hurricane that is moving its way uh, through the Bahamas and is headed toward the Florida coast. We're certainly keeping everyone who has been affected and will be affected uh, in our thoughts and in our prayers. It's uh, it's natural to to wonder about the the status of Castaway Key um, and to hope for the best there. I've done it too, but but also just don't. Don't forget about the people uh, who are living in the affected areas and, and who are going to have some real long-term troubles ahead of them. And, and we're just hoping for as little long-term damage as possible and just hoping for the best uh, for everyone that is affected and certainly keeping everyone um, in our thoughts and our prayers. We just uh, feel for those people who are are, uh, are are dealing with the effects of this hurricane and, and hope it passes quickly and that the uh, the damage is, is minimal. So, um Anyway, on a, on a bit of a lighter note, uh, before we get into the D23 stuff, I wanted to just give a, a brief recap of our trip down to Walt Disney World. We just got back um, last, what was it, last Thursday evening, and then we went right to, right to my in-laws for the weekend, so it's been a, a crazy uh, week and a half for us. Um, but anyway, this, this trip was somewhat of a, a last minute trip that we took. So we didn't, we didn't really go down with a, a, a lot of plans. We, we wanted to really accomplish three things. We wanted to stay in some resorts that we've not stayed in before. We wanted to see illuminations one last time before it leaves at the end of September. Um, and we wanted to experience the, the hoopty do review at, at the, the Fort Wilderness campgrounds. Uh, we hadn't done that before and, and people said really awesome things about it. So we wanted to experience it ourselves. Um, so the first resort that we stayed at was the boardwalk. I have no idea why, but for whatever reason, I, I, I just did not have high expectations for this resort. The, the wilderness lodge has been my favorite resort for a long time. And I just, I just didn't expect that the, the boardwalk was going to be a resort that I was going to enjoy, but man, was I wrong. We, we absolutely loved the boardwalk. Um, you cannot beat the location and we just, we loved the size of it. We felt like our room was very convenient to the pool, the lobby, the boardwalk itself, the general store, everything, uh, everything that we needed, we felt like was right there. Um, there's tons of transportation options from the resort. Uh, it was great. The, the pool was great. The kids love the love the clown slide as creepy as it may be. Uh, it's a great slide. Um, we just overall just had an amazing experience at the boardwalk and, uh, and we'll definitely stay there again. The, the first full day we were there, we didn't originally have anything planned, but we, <laughs> we heard a family at the pool talking about how the next two days after we're, um, we're going to get rained out. And one of those days was going to be uh, a park day. So we had planned to be, uh, we had a park hopper pass for, I think it was Tuesday. Um, but anyway, this family was talking about how much rain we were about to get. And, you know, I, I'm, I feel like I'm somewhat familiar with the Florida weather. You know, rain is, you know, more like pass, more like passing showers. So I was a little bit skeptical, uh, but we really didn't want to miss uh, illuminations, and uh, so we didn't want that to get rained out. Um, and so we, 
<laughs> we added a park day to our trip and we popped on over to Epcot. We just got the the single park pass and spent the day in Epcot. It was great. Um, we had an awesome day there. We got to do everything that we wanted to do and, and barely had to wait in any line. So uh, it was a really great experience at Epcot. And, uh, and we did get to catch Illuminations one last time, which is uh, very sad for me. I've, uh, I've always been a, a huge fan of that show, uh, going back to my, my very first visit to the park. So uh, I definitely will miss it, but I'm, I'm really excited to see what they're, um, they're going to do instead uh, uh, coming up here in the next few months. So we spent two nights at the boardwalk before we transferred over to the Old Key West <laughs> Resort. And what we loved about the size of the boardwalk, we really felt pretty much the opposite about Old Key West. That resort, uh, if you're familiar with it, is very spread out, um, which we knew about. We knew that ahead of time, but <laughs> once we were there, it felt even bigger. Um, the pool is great, uh, and so is the, the Sandcastle water slide there. We ate at Olivia's and had a really great experience there. Their fried chicken is uh, excellent, so I would definitely recommend that if you happen to uh, be staying there and eat at that restaurant. Um, and just, I, I guess, something just to keep in mind if you are ever doing a split stay and you plan on uh, transferring from from one resort to another, Bell Services will definitely help you with your luggage transfer. Um, but I would highly recommend planning something for the day uh, that you do your transfer. So whether that be a park day or a water park day or, um, you know, just finding something to do for the entire day. Uh, you'll probably check out of your first resort around 11 and then check in at the new places probably not going to be until four and, and your room may not be ready until then. Um, so if you don't have something planned, you may find yourself looking for, um, for things to do until your, uh, until your check-in time. We went over to Disney Springs, um, but we, <laughs> we still had some time to kill before our room was ready. Uh, not the best plan when it's like a hundred percent humidity and you have, uh, <laughs> two little ones who, uh, have just had enough for the day and just want to crash in the room. So definitely plan something if you're going to do a, a split stay and do a transfer. So long story short, it did not really rain much the rest of the trip. So we didn't need to pack in that extra park day. <laughs> we did get some rain on Monday evening that knocked out the power in Disney Springs. Um, so that was a pretty unique experience. The place was completely dark. Um, but we, uh, we ended up spending the morning and early afternoon in Magic Kingdom on Tuesday and got to experience a lot of rides that we hadn't uh, ever been on or, or hadn't been on in a long time. So that was great. The kids loved the Barnstormer. Uh, that's one that I had never been on because I, I never really um, had a reason to. But uh, we did that twice in a row and we got to really walk on most of uh, the rides that we wanted to do. Magic Kingdom, strangely, might have been the least crowded that we have ever experienced that day, which was really awesome. There was a uh, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party event um, that evening, so I'm wondering if that was part of it, if people didn't get tickets to Magic Kingdom for that day because they knew they couldn't spend the whole day there, but for whatever reason, the, the park was was really the emptiest that I've ever seen it. So that was awesome. Um, we did round out that day in Hollywood studios because my daughter wanted to meet fancy Nancy. Uh, but she had unfortunately left for the day by the time we, uh, by the time we got there. So lesson learned there. 
Um, on Wednesday, we did we just did a pretty relaxing day at the at the resort. We just hung out by the pool, um, did the water slide a, 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 more times than I can count, uh, and then headed over to the Hoopty Doo Review, which we really really enjoyed. So if you're visiting the Disney parks and have a chance to do the Hoopty Doo Review and have never done it, um, I would highly recommend it. It's a really fun show. I thought the the uh, the performance was funny. Uh, it was engaging. It definitely kept you entertained. And I thought the food was really great too. I, the chicken was awesome. The ribs were pretty good, and I thought the sides were great too. Um, and the uh, the adult beverages included in the cost is a is a bonus as well. So definitely recommend the Hoopty Doo review if you uh, are visiting Walt Disney World and have a chance to do that. So um, so that was that was basically uh, that was basically our trip in a in a in a nutshell. Um, we had a great time. So for today's episode, I wanted to give you the new Disney Cruise Line news that came out of D- the out of the D23 Expo, which <laughs> which unfortunately broke while we were in Epcot, and it was <laughs> it was really all I could do to not be glued to my phone checking updates the entire time. Um, it was <laughs> it was killing me that all these uh, these new announcements were coming out, and I wasn't able to you know really be on top of it the way I wanted to, but. Um, I wanted to just, I really just wanted to go sit somewhere and read through all the updates and, and tweet out the announcements. Uh, but I didn't think my family would be, um, would be too happy about that. Um, so anyway, I, I apologize that this is a little late and you've probably already heard the major details of this announcement, but I did want to give you my reaction. Um, and I do have some audio from inside the event that I think is pretty cool and hopefully you haven't heard before. Uh, so hopefully, uh, you will enjoy this episode and it's not, um, just a repeat of something that you've already heard or read. So <laughs> after, after, the, uh, after the event, I think that was on Monday, uh, I'm, excuse me, on Sunday, uh, once I was settled back in our room after our day at Epcot, um, I was just scouring the internet for, uh, for a video from inside the event because even though I got the, the major announcements, I wanted to see if there were some other smaller details that I may have missed. Um, I came across a video posted by uh, Alana Zingano, who is a travel vlogger and a Disney content creator. Uh, Alana was inside the event at D23 and live streamed the video, which she then posted to her YouTube channel. Um, I'll post a link to her channel in the show notes, and you can also find her on Twitter at Alana Zingano. Uh, she's also on Facebook as well. I reached out to her because I, I wanted to have her on the show to discuss her experience inside the event, but unfortunately, her travel schedule uh, did not allow her to come on. However, she was very kind enough to allow me to use some of her audio. So, um, as you're all aware, Disney is currently developing a new cruise destination in the Bahamas called Lighthouse Point. Uh, to this point, or I guess up to the point of uh, the D23 event, we had only heard that Disney had acquired the property, that they were doing an environmental feasibility assessment, uh, and that Disney planned really to minimize the environmental footprint um, and to stay true to uh, the spirit of the of the Bahamas. Well... We got some great new information out of D23 about Lighthouse Point and Disney's plans for the area from none other than Joe Rohde himself. Um, When I saw that he was doing an announcement, I thought that was pretty cool. For those of you who do not know who Joe Rohde is, he is a Disney Imagineer who 
really has played a, a key role in the development of many of Disney's key projects, ones that you're all definitely familiar with. Um, Animal Kingdom, Pandora, the world of Avatar, Inside Animal Kingdom, Alani, Expedition Everest. Uh, that's just to name a few, but he's a, a huge um, influence behind a lot of the, the, the Disney projects and just a really amazing Imagineer. Um, so the first audio clip that I have is Bob Chapek, who is the, the head of Disney Parks and Resorts and is hosting the event, talking very generally about Lighthouse Point and officially announcing its location. Um, I guess he says, he says in the clip, you'll hear it, that it's officially announced. I, I thought it was already official, but um, I guess this was the official announcement. And in the YouTube video, you'll also see some shots of the uh, location up on screen, uh, just some pictures of the area. So uh, take a listen here. Now, as you know, we're adding three new ships to our fleet. And we thought this would be an incredible opportunity to add another unique destination to our ports of call. So we scoured the Bahamas and the Caribbean for an ideal location that would enable us to create all new magic while celebrating the unique culture of this amazing region. And today, I'm beyond excited to officially share the location of this new Disney-owned and managed port of call. It's known as Lighthouse Point to those in the Bahamas, and it's found on the breathtaking island of Eleuthera. We are creating a one-of-a-kind destination that aligns with our company's long-standing and deep commitment to the environment while creating economic opportunity and strengthening the community on the island of Lisa. Now, isn't that beautiful? The next clip I have is a little bit longer, but definitely worth listening to. Chapek introduces Joe Rohde, who talks a little bit about his role in Lighthouse, uh, excuse me, in the Lighthouse Point project, and goes into some um, some more detail about Disney's vision for the area. This is pretty cool because this is some stuff that um, we hadn't heard yet, and uh, some some more details about Light, Lighthouse Point. So take a listen. Good morning, everybody. Lighthouse Point, this Lighthouse Point site, first of all, is gigantic. Um, and it is so beautiful, so full of nature. We want to focus on preserving that nature and use our designs to call attention to the extraordinary quality of the place itself. If you just look at these pictures of the rock forms that are all along the edge of this island, you can see how this place already has this magic spell all its own. So we're going to create a kind of seaside adventure camp that touches very lightly on the surface of this extraordinary land. We've already begun capturing visual samples of trees, flowers, fish, birds, bugs, shells, sand. Uh, and this is going to become the inspiration for the colors and the patterns in all of our designs. We want to draw attention to the natural beauty of Lighthouse Point and we'll be directly involved in conservation efforts to preserve and protect the environment because that's what creates that beauty. Sharing this story is really important to us. Disney has maintained a 60-year-long commitment to environmental stewardship. We've acted upon it in big and small ways all around the world. The most obvious example being the Disney Conservation Fund, which now has awarded more than $75 million in grants uh, to conservation programs all around the world, including the Bahamas. 
So the Bahamas is not just a place of stunning natural beauty. There's also a fascinating cultural tradition of food, music, storytelling, dance, and the island of Eleuthera in particular, um, where Lighthouse Point sits, is full of artists. So we'll be working with painters and sculptors, musicians, storytellers, weavers, um, artists of every kind, much like we did with Aulani in Hawaii, uh, to create a completely unique destination that is saturated with the Bahamian culture and then imbued with Disney magic. Just for example, in the Bahamas, there's a traditional celebration that's called Junkanoo. Junkanoo. It's a seasonal celebration. It happens in the winter. But the people who create the artwork that supports it, they work all year round. And they create these extraordinary, huge, colorful, really, really inventive costumes and floats. So we visited several of their studios to check in to see what kind of work they were doing. The work's amazing, but what's more incredible is to see the way that their work mirrors exactly the way we work at Imagineering. There is a sense of collaboration, teamwork, um, a clear sense of theme, clever use of materials, a profound awareness, of course, of an audience. So this seems really like a fertile thing to look at. We'll be working with all kinds of artists, uh, including some fine artists with international reputations. But these guys, um, our linchpin is to collaborate with these unsung heroes of, of the art world of the Bahamas, the creators of these amazing Junkanoo costumes. So you can expect like a lot of this vibe at Lighthouse Point. We've been going back and forth for a while. Uh, anybody who looks at Instagram, if you really look carefully, you can see. Um, and some of you might know that I occasionally sketch. And I've been leaving a trail of sketches around the Bahamas, just of people, you know, going about their lives, doing their thing, all these real people that we're dealing with, because this project, like Alwani, is about people. I mentioned collaboration already. If this is going to be authentic, then it has to be a collaborative enterprise. It has to be something that we do together with Bahamian artists and thinkers. We've already been discussing ideas with creative leaders there, identifying the best ways for us to come together and share this rich, fascinating culture with our guests. Uh, this is Antonius Roberts on the left. Um, and, and Kevin Cooper on the right. Antonius is an internationally recognized master from Nassau. Kevin Cooper is from Eleuthera. They're anchoring our effort to find and enlist a local creative community of artists so that we can bring the best of what we both have to this project and really make it sing. Now, I believe that the spirit of a team infuses the spirit of a project. So this stuff is important, and this team has been really fun to work with. These are great guys. That fun will be passed on to you. And the end result will be a place not like any other. Not a replica of some old Bahamian town, not a pirate fantasy, but a dreamlike landscape of adventure by the sea, where art and nature combine with Disney magic to create a destination that can only exist in one place, here at Lighthouse Point. So again, that was Joe Rohde talking about Disney Cruise Line's newest destination, Lighthouse Point. 
in the YouTube video, you can see some renderings too of the, the vision that he talks about, uh, in that clip and, uh, and some other photos that are being used as, uh, as inspiration for, uh, for Lighthouse Point. Definitely worth checking out. Um, I'll post a, a link to the video in the show notes so, um, you can go click on it there and, and see the YouTube video. Um, <laughs> after the event, I saw a funny tweet about the, uh, about Joe Rody that said something like, Joe Rody's ear is so stretched out because it has been carrying Disney Imagineering for the last 20 years or something like that. <laughs> I thought that was <laughs> was really hilarious. If you don't get that joke, um, just Google a, a picture of Joe Rody and it'll make sense. So after that came the news that I had been the most excited for, the announcement of the name of the first new ship in the fleet. And as I'm sure you have heard, uh, the first sh new ship will be called the Disney Wish. I love the name. Um, it falls right in line with the names of the other sister ships. I think it's great. Um, congratulations, by the way, to Ryan Alexander, who was the winner of our ship naming contest over on our Facebook page. In total, we had six people correctly guess the name of the first new ship, um, which I, I think is evidence of the... Uh, uh, of the fact that it, you know, the the name fell right in line with the names of the other ships, um, but Ryan's name was drawn from um, that group of six people as the winner of the fifty dollar gift card. So congratulations to Ryan. Um, here is the audio clip of the announcement of the new ship's name. Now, while we continue to work with the Bahamas on our plans for Lighthouse Point, our Imagineers are also hard at work creating the next generation of cruise ships. These new ships will have all the experiences that our guests love and all new magic that we're not quite ready to reveal. But as you know, the names of our ships say a lot about who we are as storytellers. Each ship is unique with names that embody the experience of sailing with Disney and the power of our stories. And today, I am so excited to share the name of our fifth ship. But to do it, I'm gonna need a little help. Disney magic will be found throughout this new ship, including the three-story atrium that will be inspired by the beauty of an enchanted fairy tale. We're, we've already shared that the Disney wish will be delivered to us in 2021, and I'm thrilled to announce this incredible new ship will begin to set sail in January of 2022. So that clip has the video of Tinkerbell helping with the reveal that you've probably all seen. Um, if you haven't seen the video, head on over to my Twitter page, at the DCL dude. Um, I posted the video there. It's pretty cool. It's just Tinkerbell showing the, um, you know, she, she taps on the, the ship with her wand and the pixie dust lights up the, uh, the name of the new ship on the side of the ship there. Um, you can also see the, the artwork for the name along with the rendering of the three-story main lobby. Um, so that's, uh, that's something that you should check out in, inside the video. It's, it's that the, the lobby view that they show is really impressive. So definitely check that out. 
The next clip I have is for the reveal of the Stern character, which I was not expecting to come out of D23, but was very excited to see. Um, in this clip, Chapek announces that Rapunzel uh, <laughs> and Pascal, too, he's, uh, if you look closely, you'll see him there. Um, Rapunzel will grace the Stern of the Disney Wish, um, which my family is very excited about. We're huge Rapunzel fans. Uh, but the, the announcement also included a photo of um, the new character, uh, on the back of the ship. So that was revealed uh, during this announcement as well. Here's the clip. Now we have one more exciting announcement about the Disney Wish. You know, stern characters have always been a tradition on the Disney cruise ship since the beginning, as they reflect the theme of each of our vessels. And so for the Disney Wish, we want to feature a character whose story is all about, well, you guessed it, wishing. And so you'll find Rapunzel. So that pretty much wraps up the new announcements related to Disney Cruise Line. Um, at the end of the segment, Chapek reveals that the Disney Wish is really the perfect and fitting name uh, because Disney has long been involved with making wishes, um, making wishes come true for, for many, many years. He talks about Disney's partnership with the Make-A-Wish Foundation, um, and they play a very uh, touching video at the end. It's, it's a great video and, and you know, really um, goes to show how, how much Disney has, in, has been involved with the, the Make-A-Wish Foundation over the years. Overall, I was really thrilled with the, the new information that we got from D23 related to the Disney Cruise Line. Um, <laughs> I, I had sort of become skeptical leading up to the event that we weren't really going to get much at all, given that the, uh, the other stuff um, that is going on with, with Disney at the moment, I thought there was just too much going on to, to talk about the Cruise Line for now. Um, but, uh, but I thought they, they definitely delivered. The Disney Wish uh, is expected to be delivered in late 2021, with the, the first sailings beginning in January 2022, so definitely can't wait for that, and can't wait for the new um, itinerary announcements. These, uh, <laughs> these, these announcements definitely gave me uh, enough to hold me over until the, the next batch of information is released. I, I, uh, I was excited to get all this stuff, but I definitely can't, definitely can't wait for the new stuff. So anyway, I, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks again to Alana Zangano for letting me use her audio from this event. I really, really appreciate that. Definitely go give her a, uh, a follow on her YouTube channel and like her page on Facebook. You can also follow her on Twitter too. She has a lot of good videos and travel-related travel tips. Um, I'll also be uh, posting a link to a, a pretty good article that I found of the other major Disney parks and resorts announcements to come out of D23. Um, there's a lot more that was revealed outside of the Disney Cruise Line, but uh, in the interest of time, I was uh, not going to get into all of that. So um, anyway, talk to you again soon, and thanks so much for listening. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter, at the DCL Dude, or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. Please feel free to ask a question or leave a comment or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes uh, and leave me some feedback. And of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening. Mm -hmm.